Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. Maybe you're listening on the internet. Maybe you're listening from the top of Mount Everest. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? That would be incredible. But you are listening to The Breakfast Show. And you're joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and across from me, we have none other than Monica. Monica, how are you? Dude, I am still coming off a puppy high from yesterday. Yesterday uh, morning was one of the best days of 2023. Mate, you, were, you were like in and out. I know, I had to get to work. But still, any puppy interaction is a good puppy interaction. And Blair Lemke, one of our um, frequent uh, Faith FM presenters here on the radio, Finally came through with the goods and brought his litter of puppies, sausage dog puppies, mm. to work. And oh, I was just in puppy dog heaven. Yeah, I'm I'm still glowing from it. Oh, dude, I, I was I was loving it too. And I got all these cute pictures with the puppies. Oh, was... I didn't get any pictures. Like my phone was already in my car. I was like ready to go when he turned up, and I was like jumping out of the car. Get me out of those puppies. Mm. If everyone has a puppy. Please send it to me. (laughs) (laughs) For free. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Make sure it's a hypoallergenic one. I have allergies. (laughs) Absolutely. Well. How are you going? I, uh, I, I outlined what my day would be like yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, you did. And that's exactly what it was like. (laughs) I, well, but with the inclusion of hanging out with the puppies. Oh, yes. So I hung out with the puppies. Bonus. Then I got in my car. Then I drove to uni. Then I went to the library. Then I sat there all day. (laughs) And then I wrote. But I'm I'm thinking for my new section, I'm just going to read the first 900 words of my essay. (laughs) And just say, hey, so what do you guys think? Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. We're having a group study session here. Uh, I love it. Community research. It's an exegesis paper. Uh, The title is. I'm in uh, for that. Did God restrict Pharaoh's ability to repent. Yeah, wow. It's it's a, it's a cool wow. question. So, uh, yeah, maybe... Let's work on your paper together. <laughs> that, that's I powerful. can do some editing. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Well, coming up in today's show, we are going to be reading my essay on air. Uh, <laughs> I'm so into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, potentially. It might be fun. But, no, what we're actually going to be doing is having amazing interviews, doing a Bible study, but also considering a church's place in regards to education and decisions that are being made in the UK. And I have good news that might not be good news. Oh, yeah, intense. I'm seeing across from the amazing Monica Galash, and she is about to read a first clue for the quiz this morning. Okay, we're going to risk doing another book, am I? Okay. Today, we'll not be writing letters in the air and guessing. No, I am. I literally, (laughs) but I'm going to write like five letters. I'm I'm not going to answer. Okay. (laughs) Okay, what book am I? The first clue goes like this. The word created is found most often in this book of the Bible, 12 times. The word created is found most often in this book of the Bible, 12 Um, times. Your fingers are going so crazy. Your handwriting must be so messy. I literally can't tell what you're writing. Well, it's backwards to you. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. What about this? Uh, and then this? Um, and then this? Um, and then this? I don't think you've gotten it right at uh, all yet. Wow, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. Obviously, we had a bit of a controversy yesterday because I answered the quiz. Are we seriously going to go who? By, by writing with my finger in the air and somehow, apparently, that gave it away. And then Monica decided away. to give away more and more and more clues. No, you didn't You didn't give it away. You just eliminated half the options. No, but you and eliminated no, half the options. No, and I just talked about that. 
People already knew which half no, I eliminated. No, no, Just because no, you couldn't figure out. No, no. People didn't know. You pointed it no, out. No, Brayden knew. Because Brayden you explained even did the it. Count. Because, because you explained no, it. I didn't have to explain it. Brayden okay, is anyways, a smart you're listening man. To the apart from that little issue with mushrooms, he's a smart man and he would have um, known exactly what we meant. Um... Well, <laughs> his issue with mushrooms, by the way, is that zero four nine one. No, we're not allowed to talk about mushrooms. I know we've been told off by producer Shell too many times. Okay, no, but no, I just, I just want to say, no. I just want to clarify that his issue with mushrooms is not that he takes psychedelics. <laughs> okay, I yeah. just really want to clarify <laughs> that it's that he is an eater of mushrooms, which is something Cul- that Monica they're called culinary mushrooms, even though they're yeah. not in any way edible. Zero four nine one zero six eight six six nine is the number. Zero four nine one zero six four. Six six nine. Did I read out the wrong number? Yeah. Oh, that's sorry. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You are listening to the breakfast show, and Monica, give yes. us some positively different news. Have you heard about? Um, I'm not sure if you've actually presented this on, on radio before, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try. But have you heard about Pluto TV? Um, no. Okay, so the founder of Pluto TV, Ilya Pozin, wants to give everyone a free television. Oh. Not just any free television, a 55-inch, $4,000 free television. Do you want it to free telly? Yeah. Does anyone not want a free telly? There's well, a catch, Lawson. What's the catch? Okay, this is, this is so crazy. Your television <clears throat> will come with a second television, a secondary oh. screen. It's an attached 9-inch tall secondary screen that will play 24-7 advertisement in oh. your living room. <laughs> is that worth it for you? <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the company's called Telly, T-E-L-L-Y, and um, and the founder bets that everyone's going to say yes. He plans to ship millions of televisions, and um, he, he's apparently his ability to scale shouldn't be bothered. He's a he has a free streamer, uh, Pluto TV, which has eighty million plus users uh, every month, and he will essentially, um, yeah, put like a digital tiny billboard in your living room for you to be advertised at 24-7, around the clock. You can't switch it off. It's just always on. Just one slight other catch, right, Mm -hmm. for this free television that they're going to ship to you completely for free. And uh, this is the bit where it gets me. (laughs) Uh, It also has a microphone and a camera. Oh. And it also has a built-in AI voice assistant always listening for the Hey Telly prompt. Um, I mean, so is Google. It also has a monitor sensor uh, for the physical presence of you and any other individuals in the room at any given time. Uh. Yeah. So, I'm. I, do you know what? I, I. The reason I'm saying this is good news is because I am going to hereby predict that this is going to colossally flop. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is going to be a group of people who will be like, yep, I don't care. Give me a free $4,000 55-inch television. I'll take it. And uh, dude, four thousand dollars for fifty-five inch—is that? Ro- I don't know. I that's I, what they're saying. I don't own a TV. I don't own a TV. I've literally never owned a television but in my life. I feel like that's like fifty-five inches isn't that big. I don't know. But four thousand dollars for fifty-five inches sounds wild. Like, what is that? What is it that? Must, it must. Just What's be that like TV going to do? Is it going to well, feed you as well? Well, it has a secondary screen. That's probably why it costs so much. And a but it's, you tech. said it's nine inches big. But yeah, the little one. But like, has that ever been done before? So it's probably probably. Uh, Probably get cheaper. Maybe they're buy, just saying can, that to make you think it's it's worthwhile. Yeah, because like you can buy, dude. 
jump on Facebook Marketplace right now. You can buy a twenty-one. Anyway, inch however monitor. much it is, you're getting it for free. For f- but I think there's going to there's, I think there's going to be a group of people, and I hate to say, it, but I think it might be like lower socioeconomic people who might be like, yeah, okay, I'll do this, and then allow themselves to basically become the product because that's what it that's what that's that's mm. what this kind of. Um, like if the service is free, you are the product. That's like something you can hear that everywhere. Mm. And so basically, like you become the data, and mm. it's always monitoring you. Um, but I think a lot of other people are gonna be like, "No, nah, that's not worth it for me." Because I think for first of all, the generations that are coming up now, like young millennials and younger, I feel like a lot of them don't. Like you just said, don't have a television. Why would anyone that have a laptop? They have their devices. Yeah. It's rarely ever that they're going to be watching something on a big screen. If they do, they go to the cinema, they go to a friend who has it. Yeah, my mom. They're too transient as well. That's right. My mom just moved into a new place and she has like, you know, you walk in, it, the house is empty right now. I was there the other night and we're looking at the lounge room and talking about how to order the couches around. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, the only wall that the TV fits is this one, but it just makes like, she has this big L lounge. It just makes it awkward. I'm like, how about you just don't get a TV? Yeah, right. Like, well, because people would, I, I would rather watch a laptop screen considerably smaller, but at least I can curl up in bed or I can sit yeah. on the couch. Or I can sit outside like it's mobile for me. And I'd yeah. rather do that than have one stuck television. The only, the only plus of a television is community watching. Right. But exactly. honestly, when was the last time I watched yeah, something yeah. with a group of people? Like I never do that. Yeah. Especially after COVID, we all just do our own thing. Now. Yeah, like I, the, the idea of um, uh, personal hospitality is kind of almost defunct. Our parents used to do what they call entertaining and have people over for dinner yeah. and this kind of thing and have the good silverware and the nice crockery. Nah, but just we get don't a do big table anymore. and just play board games on it. Right. Shout out, <laughs> right. producer Shell. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Arguably, geeks are probably the only people who still do this kind of entertainment uh, where they all uh, okay. come over and play don't get board me wrong. games together. I love entertaining. Right. I, I love having people over. I love cooking for people. But like, our, da, da, da. But watching TV together. Yeah. Our no generation way. and younger... When they get together, it's not so much at people's houses anymore. They now go out. Yeah. They go out to a restaurant. They go yeah. out to a cafe, which is what our Always generation, our parents' generation didn't used to do so much. They used to entertain at home because it was so much cheaper. But now, like, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, have we gone off on a tangent? Yeah. But, yeah, so people don't really, like, our younger generations don't really have TV. So I think that's one of the other reasons why this is going to flop. And I also think there's already so much distrust from pretty much all generations mm. about having like listening devices and monitoring devices. And this one has a camera in your house yeah, purely for the purpose of collecting data, like you're some sort of fruit to be harvested. Oh, it makes me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, uh, the, the guy who's doing this, um, Ilya Pozin, I hope that he... I hope that he. I hate to say he. I hope that he fails, but I honestly hope that he gets a reality check. I, I. I was really hoping that that's what's going to happen here. Of course, people are already saying that this is going to be so. Stupid, like it's going to be easy to do workarounds. Like people are saying that Telly underestimates humanities. Hackers will hack and resell markets that you know just everywhere. And then also people are like. Have they heard of fabric? You can just sew a sew a cover and slip it over the top. I love people that are you predicting. Went there. <laughs> he, no, people are honestly predicting that Etsy, which is a crafting mm. um, a, a website where you can shop like homemade goods, people are predicting that Etsy is going to be flooded with telly covers, homemade telly covers, and you can like, oh, I'll take that one. It's got you know pictures of surf, surf waves all on it, something, and people will sew you a cover to slide over the smaller secondary. But screen. even so, so like. I was talking about this with with someone the other day. We were talking about like the potential of AI and 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 whatnot. And um, so, 
pi- like anti-piracy measures when it comes to like lots of media, particularly the, the the space where it's like anti-piracy measures are really prevalent is in the space of software. Right. So like whether it's Adobe Photoshop or whatever it may be, every time Adobe comes out with a new Adobe suite, like they have a team of programmers that are just doing. They're anti-piracy, yeah. right? And they'll come out with the newest, most sophisticated, da 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 It takes all of, at the most, two weeks. For it to be hacked. Two weeks for hackers to come up with a with a crack for it, a well, workaround, and so you can pirate the software. I can't, I don't understand. Like, if people Not are going to sew covers for these little secondary screens, I don't understand how uh, the telly company can't just put some sort of monitor to see that's been covered up like oops yeah. you've covered me up no but then because that's what op- they'll do users can't yeah. opt out of it they said that you have to, if you opt out of it you have to return the tv or you have to pay for it maybe that's why they put the four thousand dollar pricing on it to discourage you from having to opt out so that you have to pay yeah four but grand penalty. ultimately then it's the advertising co- companies that are covering the cost here so. yeah hey let us know what you think send us a text you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different you are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. And we are going to have a first clue for the quiz. Second clue. Second clue. For the quiz that has stumped Lyle. I mean, Lawson's so far. <laughs> Man, we are, it's, both, it's, we are both off it, bro. Yeah, but we yeah, both just took a B12 good. supplement. Yeah. So by the so end the of the show, of the show we'll be good. we're going to be absolutely <laughs> tanking, bro. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. All right, what book am I? The last verse of this book goes like this. And they will go out and look upon the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. Their worm will not die, nor will their fire be quenched. Oh, 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you're going to the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, which is 40 days prayers and devotions uh, on the nature and ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's book 12 from Dennis Smith. He does a wonderful series of daily devotionals uh, focusing on, on prayer and um, yeah, growing closer to Christ. And you got to remember, the earlier in the day that you answer the quiz correctly, the more, more points, points you get. So as we work through the quiz, you'll get less and less points. So try and get in as quickly as you can. Do you know the answer now? I'm going to be honest, I kind of zoned out while you are saying it. Okay, I'm going to read it again. Okay. <clears throat> it's purely for Lawson's uh-huh. sake. <laughs> I was I was reviewing what I was about to say, but Okay, yes. no worries. What book am I? The last verse of this book goes like this. And they will go out and look upon the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. Their worm will not die, nor will their fire be quenched. I think I know what it is. Okay. Is it? Uh, well, I can't say. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You yeah. can't say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe but, you can. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. If you know what it is, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Okay. Introduction with Exodus finding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was my, it was my, uh, it was my essay. <laughs> <laughs> Introduction with the Exodus account finding its home in the Torah, it not only serves as an essential cornerstone of Israel's history, but also as a primary illustration of God's mercy, provision, justice, and redemptive power. Amen. That's Amen. the first sentence of my essay. That's all I've written so far. No, just kidding. I've, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a good 900 words. Oh, in. good. How many do you need? 2,000. Okay. Oh, it's like halfway there. Yeah, yeah. So the next section of my essay, I'm going to be um, doing a Hebrew uh, exegesis. So I'm going to be getting yeah, nice. in and looking at what all the Hebrew means, particularly on the phrase, but I will harden Pharaoh's heart. 
Oh, okay. And he will yeah. not let you go. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to know, what's it talking about? Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, oh, dude, I wrote this banger line. I just love, like, sometimes I hate writing essays, but sometimes I love it because you'll come up with things. It's like, wow, that is, dude, Shakespeare, it pushes didn't, you. Yeah. Shakespeare didn't say that. This guy said that. <laughs> Look, what did, I, what did I say? I wrote, when communicating directly with Moses, God proclaims, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. For many, an isolating reading of this passage will either set off alarm bells relating to God's seemingly arbitrary restriction of Pharaoh's ability to repent, or confirm their notion of God's total sovereignty over evil and the protection of his elect. This exegesis paper will consider these perspectives, namely Arminianism and Calvinism, while analyzing the various textual locations where the, where the hardening of Pharaoh's heart takes place in order to answer the pressing theological question, did God remove Pharaoh's ability to repent by hardening his heart? Wow. So that was, was that all one sentence? That's a, well, it's two paragraphs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Nice. That's, that's just, that's, I yeah. would totally read this. Yeah. Well, and I'd give you an A plus plus. Well, yeah. Well, plus, it's because you're plus. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's done, oh, yeah, when I finish, I'll, uh, before I even get my grade back, I'll just read it on air. That's, yeah. just, you know, just, just, no, before I submit it. Maybe your like closing statements. Is, be- is that academic fraud if the listeners send me, uh, advice. No, that's research. That's, that's and you can even that's like, tutoring. <laughs> in your closing statements for your essay, you can write, "And this essay was well received by the listeners of Faith FM." Yeah. Acknowledgement, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> in a survey of Faith FM breakfast show listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's really cool. It's a really cool subject, and I, I've been, you know, my brain has just been in that mode. Currently, yeah. I have I have four windows open. One one window is all my research of Arminianism. One yep. window is my research of Calvinism. One re- window is my research of Exodus, and one window is my research is is my just general resources. That amounts to eighty two tabs. Eighty two tabs. Yeah. So so I'm. I, it's gonna be comprehensive. Yeah. I'm considering the literature, guys. Yeah. I, I'm getting. Do you know it. what? Once when I was at uni, I had like scads and scads of tabs open, and one of my friends just came along, and went, "Oh, that's too many," and shut them all. I literally cried. That would. I literally that is cried. devastating. Yeah. Google has a function where you can just. Back then, it didn't. Oof. You're talking to a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I I would be so upset. Hey, I got to tell you, I'm 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 pretty impressed with your with your subject matter there. I was going to offer you my assistance because essay writing was my speciality. You're, you're looking at someone who mm. used to consistently from primary school to university get a hundred percent for her essay writing. That's powerful. But now that I've heard that opening two paragraphs, I'm way out of my depth, and I'm not offering you my assistance <laughs> at all. I will give you hearty claps on the back and words of encouragement. But those are actually the closing paragraphs. On my introduction, I have a 500 word introduction because, oh, <laughs> like, that's just that's just what exegesis, you know, call uh-huh. for. So, nah, it's good, it's cool. Anyways, I'm I'm just I'm just straight into it. I'm yes, just, I'm just getting it done. You're listening to the Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and oh, I got some interesting news. A study has just come out from the United States, uh, and it is called it's it was in an a, in an article that I read, and the article was just simply titled "Americans Read the Bible More After Switching Denominations." which is such an interesting title. And I was looking at the results and it's talking about people who have, you know, switched into different denominations and whatnot. And basically in every faith, after changing denominations, people on average by, well, it it was like they, they tend to read the Bible up to 30% more 
but at a median level of around 15 to 25% more. That in, makes sense. In their life. That makes sense because that's a seismic life shift. Mm-hmm. Your religion, well, it should if it doesn't, it colors everything you do, everything mm-hmm. you think, everything you feel. Like it's, it's, your, it's your lowest common denominator is what you believe. And mm-hmm. if you've done a, a massive shift, and especially if you've suddenly realized that something that you subscribed to before is no longer truth and you, feel, you, might, you probably feel a little bit like you've been lied to, mm-hmm. You suddenly want to know well, what is the truth, and you've got to find out for yourself. So I'm actually not in any way surprised at that statistic. Yeah, but I am wondering if you're suggesting that we should all switch religions so that we hey, study our hey, Bibles more. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> guys. But we have a look at some of the other um, the other statistics here that are given. It says the Bible is totally accurate in all the principles it presents. So this was a, a survey question or a survey statement that you agreed or disagreed with. And for those who had changed faith, that was up to 64%, which I wish it was 100%, but it's it's 64% versus for those who stay in the same faith, it's at 47%. Now, the context of people staying in the same faith, which I'm saying with, you know, air quotes, as that, that kind of concept comes from the fact that most people grew up in a certain faith and they might be participating in a certain faith because of familiarity from their parents or their family situation rather than an actual deep research and a decision from themselves. Uh, my religious faith is very important to my life. This one was quite close, actually. But for 75% of people who changed faith, that was yes. And for 68% of people who had stayed in the same faith. So we see an increase there as well. I'm curious to know more about who Jesus Christ is. So for those of the, who had stayed in the same faith, it was 64%. But for those who had changed faith, it was 75%. Yeah, wow. And then finally, I'm curious about what the Bible says. And this is this is the real crux for me. This is this is what makes sense for me. It says for those for those who say for those who have stayed in the same faith, it is sixty six percent. They're sixty six percent are curious to to engage and explore what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. But for those who have changed faith, it's eighty percent. Okay, they're, because of their curiosity as to what the Bible says, that has led them to a different location or do- denomination of faith. Because potentially at one point in another, they've realized that the domino- the denomination that they're in doesn't live up to maybe what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think the encouragement from this is then to change faiths. The encouragement from this is to study the Bible and to be open to where God leads. Yep. Uh, This is, you know, and and it's like, oh, but, but would God want us to, you know, change denominations? Doesn't God encourage unity? But simultaneously, like there are plenty of people who change denominations in the Bible. Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, you could say that the Christian church isn't necessarily a changing of denominations, but rather an evolution of Judaism. But even like you see the story in, I believe it's Acts 18, where there's the baptism of this group of people who were disciples of John, but hadn't become disciples of Jesus. And it was like, all right, well, we need to switch that right now. And they got rebaptized mm. as a result. And so I think that it's just fantastic to explore and to see what the Bible says and to see where it leads. Yeah, don't be satisfied just to do what your parents did. Absolutely. This is Souls West Collective. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
for pardon, sin, and purchased favor, blood-washed robes and crowns of glory, haste to tell redemption's story, though he comes, though Jesus comes, though he comes, he comes a glorious Jesus comes to reign victorious, though he comes, yes, Jesus comes. Kingdoms at their base are crumbling, hark his chair, your wheels are rumbling, listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are about to get into the next clue for the quiz. What book am I? The term redeemed occurs twice as often in this book as it does in any other book of the Bible. Mm. A total of 12 times. The same amount of times the word created is found in this book. Is Janelle correct? Janelle is not correct. Sorry, Janelle. Was that that your next guess as well? No, no, no. no. Okay. Because I I know how that book ends. And I was like, if that book ends with the worms thing you were talking about before, then I am... I'm I'm guaranteeing you the clue after this in our next segment will give it away completely. No, I already know what it is. If you haven't proved that to me... Why would I? Because you could be a liar. 
Could I? Your pants could be on fire. <laughs> I'm going to give you that clue again. <laughs> what book am I? The term redeemed occurs twice as often in this book as it does in any other book of the Bible. Hey, a total of 12 times. 0491064669. You said redeemed. You said that it ends with talking about the worms lasting mm-hmm. forever. Mm. Get yourself into the draw to win the Dennis Smith um, book on the Holy Spirit. 0491-064-669. Also, Margie wants to give you a puppy. Margie, I want the puppy. What kind of puppy is it? How much is it going to cost? <laughs> Where is it? Can I have a photo? I can't believe DJ Shell said that. Yeah, and if anyone wants to donate, like, I don't know, a motorcycle or something into the breakfast show, like, you know. Margie, I, I do want the puppy, but I have to admit, Shell is correct. I do live in a church, and it might be a little bit difficult to yeah. run that by the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I bury that little piece of information in the back of my brain every time I think I should get a puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we've come to the time in the day, in the week, in the plethora of days and weeks that we're on Faith FM, where we interview one of our favorite interviewees, oh, yes. and that is none other than Jeremy Dixon. Jeremy, are you there with us? I'm here. Good to hear you guys. Oh, fantastic to be here with you. Of course, Jeremy being the the chef, the the architect of, of the culinary, um, well, the architect of the the culinary arts of of uh, the Revive Cafe. You're here with us now, and the question that I have every time you come on is: In what way will you delight us with the thought of amazing food today? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Well, thanks for your kind words. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, keen to help you um, cook amazing food Oof. really simply. Um, I thought I'd just say I'd just take you through some of my um, one of my favourite books that I've done, but mm-hmm. it's actually my ugliest book. Oh, <laughs> so Cookbook Five. It's kind of it's kind of like an orange cover, and I've never really liked the cover. It's kind of um, just I don't know. I've never really liked it, but it's got some of my favourite <laughs> recipes in it. So I thought I'd um, after years of kind of scorning it and um, making it feel bad, I thought I'd make it feel good today by um, sharing some of the recipes from it. Yeah, that's awesome. God tells us not to show partiality, and you know, it's, it's, that's that's harsh to do yes. to to your own book. But I, then at the same time, could you say it's a ref- <laughs> you could say, oh, well, it's it's just me being harsh on myself. But but look, I'm exactly. I'm here. I'm keen to hear whatever whatever any one of your books has to say about what we should eat. I'm I'm here for it. So let's go. I've got. And since winter's coming, I've got some kind of really nice warming recipes that are kind of quite comforting as well as we kind of get into the, the cooler weather as it mm. starts coming on. Absolutely. So my first one is, is uh, everyone loves macaroni cheese, but I've got a butternut mac cheese. Oh, oh amazing. <laughs> so a butternut mac cheese. Now, my immediate question and thought is, well, you know, is that edible for myself? Um, as I as I I don't uh, enjoy dairy or eggs or all of those things. But knowing this is a Revive Cafe cookbook, there has to be in some way uh, that you've supplemented this. Yes, yes. So this this recipe is dairy free, gluten free, and uh, everything free. So um, and, and very delicious. So um, uh, wow. so your mac cheese traditionally is like white pasta mm-hmm. with um, heaps amounts of cheese, basically, mm-hmm. um, and that's why kind of why it tastes so good. So. So what, what first is the trick is with your, with your pasta is really getting some really nice pasta these days. Mm-hmm. And, and with a mac cheese, you kind of want to make sure you get a pasta with a hole through the middle because mm-hmm. the hole through the middle kind of captures all that yummy cheesiness when you eat it. It kind of squeezes out and squeezes in your mouth. So that's, that's kind of the first tip. trick to a good mac cheese. Mm. 
So, uh, yeah, so again, you get lots of different types of shapes like penne or the little elbows and things. Oh, um, so, yeah, get a good gluten-free one or a good wholemeal one. There's some amazing ones made out of rice and quinoa. And, mm. I mean, some of, them, some, of them, some of them are terrible, but some of them are amazing. <laughs> so kind of go to your health store and pick out the ones that are really cool. Dude, some of them are terrible and some of them are amazing. It's the constant plight of eating health food. It's the challenge we faced. Exactly. So I find a good one. Some I find the rice ones typically can taste taste better, but you can, and some of the lentil ones are actually quite nice. Some made from lentil and soybeans and things are quite nice. So just yeah, find one you like and kind of cook that up as per the directions. Um and kind of have it there waiting on kind of the stove kind of cooked. So some of them are like two minute cooked, some of them are eight minute cooked. Just follow the directions and get it cooked so it's kind of there and waiting. And mm. obviously the secret is with the sauce. Mm-hmm. So, um, the sauce I've got here is basically you add, put in, um, three cups of butternut pumpkin. Mm-hmm. So you pre kind of pre, um, cook that or pre roast it. Mm-hmm. Um, add, um, two cups of milk of your choice, healthy plant based milk, mm-hmm. um, half teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of Dijon mustard gives a really nice kind of a yes. hit as well. And you don't need too much, just enough, just to kind of look, just a little bit of a hint in there. And um, cashew nuts, half a cup of cashew nuts, and that'll give you the really nice creaminess. Mm. So half a cup of cashew nuts, or you can use like a quarter of a cup of um, cashew butter. Um, and two tablespoons of nutritional yeast flakes. So that kind of gives you that kind of kind of, kind of of cheesiness. Um, and also the secret recipe add to this is some red capsicum. Mm. Um, and red capsicum kind of gives a bit of colour. And also it kind of adds a really nice kind of a taste. You would never pick those red caps in this, but it just kind of just adds to this meal. So you throw all those dressing ingredients in a blender, blend it up flat out so it's really nice and creamy. And when you blend stuff like this, you want to make sure that you don't end up with little bits in it. Mm. You don't want to end up with like water and little bits. You want to blend so it's like a nice, consistent, creamy consistency. So, And if the first time you blend it, it's not like that, you can let it sit there for a couple of minutes and it will kind of soak up the water and then try again, and the second blend will be a oh. little creamier. Okay, that's, mm. a, that's another a high, good tip. Mm. Exactly, yeah. And obviously a high-powered high blender will help, but not everyone has high-powered power blenders. So just even something soaked, particularly in, if the mixture is warm, that will kind of soak into the nuts. Even five minutes will make a big difference and re-blend to get that kind of really nice creamy texture. And so you just basically throw that in, the, um, in your fry pan or your pot and heat it up, and that will thicken as it heats. Stir through your um, pre-cooked healthy pasta you've cooked. Um, let it kind of heat and mingle together. And um, then you can either serve it straight away, but it's quite nice if you put that in kind of like an oven dish. Then put it in the oven and then sprinkle it with some, um, well, I've got kind of like a Parmesan cheese. I'll call it Parmesan cheese. And that's just simply cashew nuts, nutritional yeast flakes. Yeast flakes, you blend them together to make kind of like a parmesan, powdered parmesan. Oh. So basically throw that powdered parmesan over the top, quite liberally over the top of your mac cheese and put it in the oven for like um, 15 minutes and that'll kind of crisp in the top up as well. Mm. Um, so you can either have the macaroni and cheese quick and fast and runny or that extra little bit of time where you put it in the oven and crisp the top up to make it a little bit more special. And that, and that kind of that pumpkin-y butternut flavour comes through. It's a really beautiful colour. And it's a really nice butternut mac cheese, which I think if you make once, your kids will probably demand it for every meal. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we've already got um, love coming through on the text line from one of our listeners, Johanna. She says, I can testify the butternut mac, che- mac and cheese is good. Made it a few times. Won the book from Faith FM. Oh, nice. So, oh, wow. so, so she's, she's got that beautiful, amazing orange Revive Cafe cookbook. <laughs> and, and she's yes, getting it done. Great. 
<laughs> work it, girl. Work it. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm loving this because I'm always trying to figure out more ways to in, include uh, pumpkins into my diet because I uh, I grew up hating it. It was my all time least favorite food, yes. and then mm. and then I discovered it was just the way my mum was preparing it, and, uh, uh, <laughs> yes. and now I absolutely love it. Now I'm, I just can't get enough. I'm like, where can I stick a butternut in this <laughs> recipe? So this is great. I hadn't thought <laughs> of doing it with mac and cheese, but this would because I to be totally honest with you, I used to find well, I still kind of do find mac and cheese a little bit boring so the addition of the butternut man i think you've just blown my culinary world yet again (laughs) very cool give it a go Mm. what else have you got got another well there's another there's soup in this book as well which i i actually found at a a mexican restaurant once um and i've even kind of mexican restaurants into soups but there's a soup they gave us it was actually um i ordered like a I think it was a burrito, like a wet burrito, and it was kind of in the soup, and the soup mixture was amazing. Oh, so I kind mm. of did a healthy version, and it's a Mexican green pepper soup. Oh. And um, so, so basically what you do is you get satay up in a pan, a pan um, onions, garlic, and green capsicum, or bell peppers, whatever oh. you want to call them. Um, so three of those big guys. And so you satay them up so they're nice and soft. Um, you add some, oh, and, and fresh coriander as well, a cup of fresh coriander. Yeah. And then once it's all nice and um, kind of soft, you put in a blender with a uh, half cup cashew nuts, two cups of water, three quarters of a teaspoon of salt, and then you blend it up. And the kind of the creaminess of the cashew nuts, the, the green capsicum, the coriander coming in there and the garlic, it just makes a really, really beautiful soup. Um, and you can serve it up with some little tortilla strips on top if you want, which I've done in my book. So you just get some tortillas or some flat bread, slice it up really thinly, put a bit of oil around it and put it in the oven for a couple of minutes and it kind of crispies them up. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just a really beautiful flavoursome soup that you've, you've probably never experienced before. This sounds like it's perfect for our upcoming weather. And I'm sure over there in New Zealand right now, it must be getting freezing cold. So yeah, soup is uh, we, definitely uh, on the agenda. Yes, yes. So, so it's, re- it's a really nice flavour from soup. You'd be surprised at kind of because normally I'm not, I'm not a big fan of green capsicums because they kind of I see them as kind of unripe red capsicums. Yeah, same so, uh, here. Really, uh, um, so I'm really not a fan, but that actually really does work well in the soup. Could you have this soup cold? Um, well, you can have any. Yeah, you can have any soup cold. Typically, yeah, suppose, although, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So. I, I probably prefer it warm, but yeah, I mean, you could have, have a cold if you wanted. Mm. We just had another kind of person. We had another text message coming in regarding your cookbooks. This is from Suzanne. She said, "I made pesto and potato chick bread pizza last night for the family from cookbook number three. It was a thumbs up from the family. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Live feedback coming in that's, for you, Jeremy. Mm. Oh, that's great. I love this. Yeah, love the love the <laughs> thumbs up. That's always good." Mm. And I got to tell you, anytime um, you come on the radio, I literally sit here making a shopping list. <laughs> and then on the, on the way home, like right now, I've already written down pumpkin and um, cashews. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I love that, t- dude. I am, I am super into a good warm soup right now. The the temperature here in Newcastle is just sharply fallen off a cliff in like the last two weeks. It's freezing now, so oh, I'm, yes. I'm keen to get into some some good healthy soup. What else? What else would warm us up in winter from Cookbook Five? So um, a lot of people like mashed potato, but there's a kind of a Welsh oh. version called Colcannon. Oh, um, so basically, you, yeah, so it's basically slightly different, and it's um, so you put your potatoes and you kind of put them in boiling water and do the normal mm. thing with them and mash them. But then you add some really cool ingredients to kind of um, make them beautiful. So um, what you're doing is another pan, you saute off some leeks, oh, yes. um, some garlic, some uh, some spinach, which you can, you can do frozen, 
and some uh, some cabbage, some white cabbage or the savoy cabbage, which is the wrinkly one. And you kind of saute that off, and you, so you kind of get this really light, so quite so it's very very soft and kind of stringy. And then once that's done, you kind of add a little bit of Dijon mustard in this recipe as well, and a bit of salt. And um, good, a good, a nice um, milk is good as well, not a low-fat one, just like a nice plant-based milk um, stirred through as well. So you've got this potato, you've got your milk and your salt, Dijon mustard, all of these beautiful leeks, garlic, spinach, and cabbage, and you kind of stir it through this the mashed potato. And one thing I do like when you do mashed potato is don't don't mash it so it's like liquid. You kind of want to have a little bit of texture, a little bit of a little bit of kind of texture lessness. So kind of give it kind of like a three quarter mash. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. kind of go a few little chunks in there just for a little bit of kind of kind of difference. So you stir these ingredients through, and then on top you throw in my recipe. I've got some these basically some scallions or spring onions, and just slice some of them up and put them on top with a bit mm-hmm. of parsley. And it's a really beautiful kind of fresh, leaky kind of. Um, Garlicky kind of um, potato. It gives a bit more, a bit more emphasis to the normal kind of you know mashed potato. That sounds so amazing, Jeremy. Because mashed potatoes, <laughs> I find a little bit boring. I have to drown them in gravy to make them nice. But I love yes. leek and I love cabbage and I love garlic and I, I'm so making this cold cannon thing. This sounds amazing, dude. I just, I just, this just transport me to like sitting on the couch under a blanket. And just like with the biggest <laughs> bowl of mashed potato, I could, I, it's in my mind's eye yeah. right now. Do you want to do you want to do a little food challenge? I'll bring Cole Cannon tomorrow, and you bring the the mac and cheese, butternut mac and cheese tomorrow, and we'll have that for breakfast on air. <laughs> that is the worst radio. <laughs> just people listening to us eat. Munch. Look, I know it's a breakfast show, guys, but it's not an eating breakfast show. I just show. want to eat this stuff that he's talking about right now. <laughs> well, well, hey, I'm sure we can find time to eat it, Monica. And uh, you know, we should get into cooking tutorials. Oh yeah. I don't know how it'd work over the radio, yeah. but and then and then we can have Jeremy Dixon zooming in and like telling us what to do. Uh, <laughs> he's like, stir that pot; it's burning. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Hey, Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Much. We're, we're going to continue on with the show. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.